Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You are listening to the Qadam podcast, the series on the tafsir of Surah Yusuf. The meaning, the read-through, and the breakdown, and the commentary of the 12th chapter of the Qur'an here at Qadam Institute podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah. Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala adihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Welcome home everybody. It's good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a special... Um, special session of heart work tonight, alhamdulillah, with our, the one and only, my dear brother and friend, Sheikh Mikhail, uh, world-renowned author, uh, half-marathon runner, and uh, what else, man? I don't know. There's so much. Father. Yeah, there we go. Father of three beautiful children, mashallah. Uh, incredible, mashallah, husband to his wife, and inshallah. Yeah, yeah, you need that. Alhamdulillah. Make sure that the batteries are good. So I wanted to invite Sheikh Mikhail in here for uh, a few reasons. Obviously, mashallah, you know, you guys should all be familiar with his work and who he is. Uh, but also wanted to, um, wanted to, heart work is all about demonstrating what you can do, right? I, I don't want anyone to leave heart work and say, like, oh man, I can only get this when I go on Monday night. The reality is that our job here is to come together, to read together, and to reflect together. And I want everyone to be able to read and reflect on their own, not just on Mondays, but Tuesday through Sunday as well. And one of the ways that you can do that, and Sheikh Mikhail and I, alhamdulillah, were able to sit together this morning, is you can actually do it by yourself, or you can actually do it with somebody else. And when you sit, especially with the Quran, and I, I, by the way, I've seen entire friends groups make this activity like their nucleus, where they come together and it doesn't matter if they're starting their night or ending it, but they always include some element of Quranic reflection, whether it's a verse or a passage. And it brings people together. It encourages reflection. You start to see and benefit from the reflection that somebody else has that you didn't see. And again, this is just modeling. So we're going to have a conversation, inshallah. And we'll have some, some questions, of course, at the end. But I wanted to uh, invite everybody to feel how you can bring this practice into your life. Allah Ta'ala doesn't only say that reflection of Qur'an is for people who learn or scholars. No, it's for every single person. Whether even they're Muslim or non, every person can access the Qur'an at some level. Are you going to be deriving rulings? No. Right? Are you going to be figuring out what is permissible or not? No. And then starting a podcast? No. And then going on TikTok? No. no. But what you can do is you can read and reflect in ways that bring you closer to Allah. Sah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? 100%. Absolutely. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, Alhamdulillah. It's been a minute. Yeah, he, Sheikh had back surgery. Yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah. If you're walking oh. in here and it's full, the MPH, Alhamdulillah, has space and we're on there. So we have, you can sit comfortably. The air conditioning's blasting. So you're good to go in the MPH, inshallah, as well. Okay, so if you're standing, you don't want to stand, or if you don't want to take up a fire escape, then please make your uh, make yourself comfortable in the MPH, inshallah. How's no, the back? Uh, it, it's good. I'm getting better, uh, a lot better. Um, but like your your point, to just your point about getting together over the Quran. Um, one of the things that's been on my mind a lot is like the affirmations in the Quran and the things mm -hmm. that you read that remind you about a reality that you want within yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and just so many times we were just sitting talking, and you would say something. I'm like, oh, Subhanallah. You know, or I would say something, you'd be like, oh, my, subhanAllah, right? Yeah. And, 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 like, you can do that and have a friendship that's just around. I have two friends that are not scholars, right? And, like, I can't tell you the number of times I'm on my way to a lecture, and I'm like, yo, Muhammad. Y'all going to meet Muhammad one day, by the way, yo, one day. I'm going to bring him through. I'll be like, yo, Muhammad, what you think about this? Sir? And he'll just start dropping it on me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's heavy heavy so i mean <clears throat> this ivory tower of this thing only being accessible yeah. quite the contrary I, obviously you're not out there passing photos this and that but you need a personal relationship with the quran absolutely right and uh friendships built around that are just beautiful there was a line that my teacher said he said that people who have qurans that are falling apart don't oh so he said if your quran is like always being used mm. and he's like you shouldn't feel ashamed if the, if the pages are crinkled Allahu and the binding is like broken because he said that means that you're reading it a lot. You're engaging with it a lot. You need a steady drip, right? Mm. A steady drip. We ask mm. Allah Ta'ala to make it easy. And we'd be, we'd, we'd be it, you know, it'd be inappropriate of us if we didn't mention that Sheikh Abdel Nasser and uh, his brother Abdullah, their father is in, 
is in the hospital now, and he's gone through a lot of difficulty, subhanAllah, and uh, we've been told that it looks like the situation is such that it might be the end of his life, his father's life, and, and um, they're making dua, and the whole family's with him. So we want to just ask everybody here to make dua that Allah makes it easy for their family, mm. and that he gives their father, whenever his time may be, the smoothest of passings, and makes it easy for him, and allows him to be welcomed to Jannah by the Prophet mm. and that it's easy for the family, as easy as it can be. You can imagine how difficult it must be, but the one thing when I spoke to Sheikh last, you know, I asked him, like, what can we do? Is there anything? Of course, it's such a it's almost like an absurd question to ask, but you just have to ask it. And he said, really, just your du'as. He goes, uh, you know, whenever people make du'a, I feel strength. Allah so just keep him in your du'as, inshallah. Mm. Um, let's go ahead and, 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 and read a little bit. So, Sheikh, so we, we are at the conclusion tonight. I heard. Khitam So we brought you in. Alhamdulillah. So Yusuf, alayhi salam, we went through the entire story, subhanAllah, the ups and the downs. Well, really, the downs and the ups, right, if you talk about sequence. Mm. And... Yusuf finally is at this point now where he, his father has come back, his brothers have come back, everybody's there, everyone knows who is who, remember? Yeah, yeah. At that one time he goes, hey, what did you do to your brother Yusuf? And they were like, oh, no. Yeah. So everyone's aware of who is who. And that dream that Yusuf had in the very beginning of seeing his family, what ended up becoming his family prostrating to him, it's now coming to fruition, it's becoming real. And so he says to his father, right, in that moment, says, oh, my father, this is that interpretation. Allah Ta'ala made it come true. He was truly kind to me when he freed me from prison. And we, we paused last week and we said, man, isn't it incredible, almost uncanny, how when everything bad happens, Yusuf still somehow, some ways, able to highlight the good. Yeah. After spending 12 years in prison, he doesn't even say anything about his duration in prison. He just says he was so good when he freed me, yeah, yeah. right? This prophetic optimism is something that is absolutely noteworthy here. And even the brothers who made some mistakes along the way, they still, at the end of the day, when they described their difficulty, they said, what? That Allah Ta'ala just put very little difficulty in our life, just grazed us, little, mm. little nick, little graze, right? So this idea of how we speak about Allah is very important. You know, some people are like, oh, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling it like it is. Mm. Well, there's so many different ways to tell it like it is. And instead of focusing on all the bad, you're forgetting all the good, the invisible privilege that you're immersed in along the way. And then he mentions and he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he brought you to me. He brought you after shaitan had caused Allah this competition or this fight between me and my siblings not even blaming Shaykh, you mentioned this yeah, earlier yeah that's amazing bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa la allahum inna inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalan yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya rahman rahimin i mean this is heavy right now after what his brothers put him through in this moment i heard one scholar i was talking to i can't remember who a few days ago and they it was a scholar and he was saying in the time when we're healing, the worst thing you can do is actually remind about what the person did. Yeah. But like, oh, you know, we're getting all better. But like, yeah, remember when I was 14, you like, yeah, like tripped yeah. me and pushed me down the stairs. <laughs> and you're like, yo, dude, right? Causing all the drama back up again, right? Yeah. And so one of the scholars was like, even in this moment, he doesn't want to remind the brothers straightforward, like what you did to me. Mm. And he's attributing that, he's attributing that evil not to the brothers, but to shaitan. And, and, and it's just another, just the edub or the etiquette of coming together. First of all, not mentioning the hardship that came with the blessing. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not mentioning that. And then the part where he's like trying to get better with his siblings. He could easily just put him on blast right now. Mm. Easily. And he's in power right now. In power. They're yeah. right there. Dad's there. Everyone's there. They're going to be submitting and humbling. But he goes, nah, man, Shaytan. He found an excuse. Yeah, subhanAllah. And, and, and we all know, like, if someone does something wrong, the Sharia doesn't even allow you to just be like, oh, Shaytan made me do that. Yeah. No, you're responsible, right? But when I'm dealing with you, I can make excuses for you. Yeah. And that's, that's, the subtle th that's the subtlety here is how he just says, you know, yeah, after Shaytan, you know, he sparked some drama between me and my, my, my brothers. And, and I just think that's a beautiful thing and, to reflect and upon. And the, the nefs has a way of, you know, we, we all have this appetite 
of wanting to get even revenge yeah and you know imam ghazali talks about this yes. and he says like you yes. know there's the there's the bodily appetite of food yeah. and drink and then there's the nefsical appetite of just whatever desires revenge lust all the base stuff all yeah. the stuff of the nefs and so subhanallah is interesting here because even in the way he says it and every one of us knows when we blame somebody and we're trying to act like we've we're, we're humble, but we actually are still trying to yes. really rope them in. Yes, exactly. So you're like, I don't want to bring it up. It was just the worst day of my life, but yeah, I don't exactly. want. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, really, it would have been nice if it you really didn't do hurt that. me. But you yeah. know, I saw good. I'm over it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's bro, basically it like go. a like a real life subtweet. Yep. You know, like when you're in life and you're just trying to subtweet someone, and and you have to catch yourself because the nefs, like I always say, is a great lawyer. It can always justify every action you do. The nefs can always justify it. That's his job. The nefs can justify stealing. The nefs can justify, you know, I one time was with a brother. I was with a brother, man. We used to walk through and go grocery shopping. We had a weird relationship. So we used to grocery shop together. And he used to, don't do this. He used to go and he would take a donut. You know the bakery where they got like the self-serve stuff? Yeah. He would just take a donut and like snack a la carte while we're like making the waffle. You, you can't do that? No. Oh. Well, you can if you pay for it. And so at the end, I would remind him, right? And I'm like, hey, that donut. And he goes, yeah, I'm sure like, I'm sure they like, they like overcharge me they once at some point. It, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, we're calling it even. And I'm like, you so. and Kroger don't have that beef. Like, <laughs> It's not like that. So again, the nefs is so good at justifying stuff. Yeah, yeah. You you cannot let it get a hold of you. And, right? and Ghazali, just that point. Ghazali says one of the deeper desires of the nefs is it always wants to be above someone. Yeah, always. And so this is a perfect opportunity mm -hmm. for me to finally. And Subhanallah, look at the symmetry. They were above him, looking down in a well. Yeah. They were above him, and now when he has the ability to flex. And be like, now who's on top? Yeah. And with the passive aggressive, like, yeah, after my brothers threw me in a well and tried to kill me. Yeah. No, the, the phrase is he attributes it to shaitan, number one. And then he says, ikhwati, mm. like between me and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Nothing attributed to them. And so my advice in this moment is people make mistakes and good people can make mistakes. But the greatest person is the, is the one that's able to when they are in authority able to overcome and that is the prophetic model mm. of Fatim conquering Mecca yeah like that is what it's all about and it's not easy I'm not saying this is easy mm -hmm. but the, that is the the greatest overcoming the overcoming of the self's desire to be over other people especially other people who wronged you mm. that's the key and all of us have people in our family in our lives that if we just get the right moment oh we're flexing we're taking advantage and just remember Yusuf in this moment and also just remember that People could definitely do it to you, too. You know, the biggest thing about life, man, is that you're always part of the circle. You either have been wronged or you've wronged. Mm. And it's probably both. Yep. You know, if you find out someone backbits you and it's hurting you, just remember you probably backbit somebody before. The, the first thing that we do, Imam Ghazali says this, the first step in reviving or in, in, in rectifying social ills is first checking out your own situation. So the next verse, oh, okay. we'll go to the 101 now. Oh, you want to move forward? Yeah, yeah you want to? Is Bismillah, okay? yo, we got to move. We got we to we finish the surah because I already just said it's a conclusion. Let's do it. We can't do that. One of those like next episode. Yeah. All right. So then he continues. And now he, 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 he is speaking to Allah. So we have this tense change. He goes, about, so he goes from speaking to his brothers or his father and his brothers. And now he's speaking directly to Allah. This in the Quran happens. And it's a form of trying to get the attention of the reader mm. when the tense changes, right? So we went from there from third person now to first person. So he's saying what? Shaykh, let me do this, yo. Let me do this. Bismillah, yeah. Let me do this, yo. I, I was just let, reading the Arabic. Yo, yo, let me do this, bro. I'm just feeling it. this verse. I'm yeah. really feeling no, it. No, no, mashallah. So he goes, this is beautiful. In this moment, right, He's he's been through everything. And you got to picture it. You got to remember the whole journey. You can't just take this episode, right? You got to take the whole journey. As a child, love of his father, sees the dream, thrown in the wealth, slavery, all the drama. Take the whole thing. And here he is in this moment. Everyone's come back around him. And... The first thing he says is, Rabbi Qada'ataytani, oh Allah, you gave me power. Right? You gave me power. Again, side, step, side note, not mentioning all the struggles to get there. 
Because when you finish that marathon, you don't even care. You don't remember mile two, mile three. You don't remember because it's worth it. It's worth it when all those blessings come. So what does he say? You gave me authority and you taught me the interpretation of dreams. One other thing I want to highlight here is there's two things. You gave me knowledge and that knowledge was a source of power for me. And that's a constant in our dean. We have to take ownership of gaining knowledge because the, the, there's so many ahadith where the Prophet talked about learning the deen, increasing your knowledge, and, and, and that's a, a step forward. But I want to highlight something else here. One of the greatest ways to show gratitude to Allah is to talk about the blessings you have. To talk about the وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثِ Allah says, whatever you have, the blessings you have, talk about them. I was reading one narration. It's a beautiful narration where the Prophet ﷺ, he said that to talk about the blessings that you have is one of the greatest forms of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and so, like, the reason I say but that... Not in like a boastful way, right? Well, see, that's the... Yeah, I mean, if I'm making dua and I'm like... So I think we have too much negativity inside, man. Mm. Like we're always seeing and expecting the downfall. But just for some moment in your day, sit there and just, just talk about what blessings you have. Now, hold up, though. When we say talk, it seems like, uh, Ustad, you understood from that to other people. Yeah. Now, that's one form. Yeah. But sometimes I'm rolling down the George Bush, whatever joint, and I'm just like, y'all, Allah. Don't, I can hear you can crack some jokes, right? Please hold it back, bro. Please. Are, are you driving the car? Yo, or is, yo, the, is, yo, is the car driving itself? This Sorry. dude, yo. I knew it was coming, too. <laughs> I set it up. Why is your hand on the wheel? I, I, just, I just threw the alley hoop, and he was just like, ugh. Yeah. Right? Terrence Crawford here coming Shake, hard at Shake me, just man. Up, Shake just upgraded recently. Yo, come on. Why <laughs> you got to really call me out? <laughs> I'm just saying. Mashallah. Talk about the blessings. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allah mabarak. Yo, this, this, Allah yo, mabarak. No, no, listen. And it's true. I'm, I'm, no, I, and he's right. Talk about the blessings. Yeah. We have this survivor's guilt for being blessed with God's blessings. Yeah. Now, I get it. There's so many people that are underprivileged, and you have to make dua. You have to give sadaqah. Yeah. You have to do your part. That's the but key. this is an important part for your relationship with God. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, like. Your, your wifey, you're, you're blessing her with all types of stuff. She's hooking you up. You're taking care of her. And all of a sudden, you're just, you, you guys are just focusing on someone else's bad relationship. Yeah. It's like, no, wait. Look at our blessings. Mm. Look at what we have. Why, though? I want you to understand the objective. The objective is actually to strengthen. Oh, this is heavy. It's to strengthen my gratitude, but also my regret when I mess up. Mm. It's, 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 it's double-edged. Because once you start remembering the blessings, and then you're like, dang, I just missed prayer, yo. And I was just talking about all the blessings I had, too. Mm. So it, it, it helps you to feel remorse where you should actually feel yeah, some remorse. Absolutely. And so right here, the first thing I want to highlight here is just learn to, at least to yourself, talk about your blessings. The other thing is like, like that. Like sometimes I'm complaining about, you know, the smell in the back of my Audi, right? And, um, and, uh, and somebody needs to be like, bro, you got an Audi, yo. And some got it, some didn't. Throw him back, yo, throw him back. Anyways, no, does everyone understand what I'm saying? So I have friends that I have friends that I'm going to have that conversation. Now, this is important. You should only, because hasad and ayn is real. Let's Absolutely. be real. Yeah. Hasad is real. My mother always used to say, don't test people. Ooh. She would just tell break us. Break that down. Break that down like, for it. Don't, if you know that there's people that are struggling in a particular genre or in a phase of their life, and for whatever reason, Allah didn't test you like he tested them, the worst thing you can do at that moment is try to, well, I'm going to be because you're ultimately testing their patience. Yeah. And that's not what we're supposed to do. We're also, at the same time we're supposed to talk, we're also supposed to be emotionally intelligent. Yeah, 100%. With the heart of mind. There's a great available book on now that, on Amazon. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, great available book. Available on great Amazon. Book. Uh, but really, though, in all honesty, it, it, it's become, let, let me put it like this. It's okay to share with your closest friends because you have so much context that you understand. If I tell Sheikh Mikhail, for example, that, oh, alhamdulillah, today I bought something. Sheikh Mikhail, we see each other every day. Yeah. And he knows that 
there are some days where I'm going through, you know, sickness. And there are some days yep. where, I, you know, whatever got ruined. He knows. He knows my context. Yeah. But if I post that same thing yeah. online. Oh, that. Yeah. No, come on. I'm, man. I'm, 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 I'm serving it up to for most people like whatever. They don't know the context of what my life is like exactly. or your life is like. And their assumption about you, because all you post is good. Right. Yep. Their assumption about you is that this person's got it made. And now you've put yourself right on the bullseye of a target. Yeah. And, and if people don't have that sabr, you're going to, they're going to pull the arrow on you. Mm. And, and so there is, there is like a, there is a, a, a method to the madness. A yeah, little yeah bit. no doubt. And there's now, wisdom. In this, in this ayah, if we come back to the verse, yeah. he's and, and look, 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 look at this. This is practical. You could do this in your life. He's making dua, but talking about what Allah has given him. Yeah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Yeah. He's, so he's literally mentioning, oh Allah, you gave me this. Oh Allah, you blessed me with this. You gave me this. And then he says, now this to me, he goes, oh Allah, you gave me kingdom of the power. You gave me this knowledge of dreams, which was the means by which I got to where I'm going. Hmm. Remember this. You didn't get to where you got to on your own accord. Everyone in this room, you got to remember whatever success you would, you would accomplish in your life and you will do great things. I have no doubt that the people in this room will accomplish amazing things. Sure. Why? Because my Lord is bountiful. My Lord is bountiful. And if you're in this room doubting for a second that Allah has an amazing plan for you, you just haven't completely known our Lord right. Mm. Like, like nothing diminishes from him, but he gives according to expectancy. And if you're walking around here waiting for doom and gloom, well, when it hits you, don't blame anyone but yourself. Because my Lord is gracious and he wants to bless those who know that he's there to bless. In a narration, the Prophet said, La yamallu hatta tamallu. He, don't. he doesn't pull away from you until you pull away from him. Like he doesn't leave you until you leave him. He's never the first one to turn around. Right. But once you turn around, <sighs> then it'll happen. Right. So the Prophet said, as long as you stay focused with Allah, you're never going to feel like he abandoned you. Right. This is what Surah Al-Duha told the Prophet Sallallahu right? And so one thing, and then I'll let you yeah, continue, Shay, because you're, you're on a roll. You're on, you're, you're on what the kids call one right now. Oh, you're on one. one, yeah. I'm on one. So, okay. so <laughs> you mentioned, because he says... That's a new one for me, yeah. So Sheikh beautifully tied together this, right? He said that knowledge is power, right? We even have that cliche in English. Yeah. Knowledge is power. But I will also tell you something. This doesn't mean that when you come and learn that all of a sudden now you're going to be given like ownership necessarily. What is the most important element of power is that you are not bothered when waves come crashing upon you. Mm. That's that's. And if you look at Yusuf, he's the same in the throne as he was in the prison. He's the same personality. He's unbothered. That's what knowledge does. Oh my God. Knowledge makes you the same person at home. And in public, knowledge makes you the same person, entry level or director. Knowledge makes you the same person. Lack of knowledge is what causes a person to get like that intoxication mm. of their nafs. And like they're going to start losing the remembrance of who gave them everything. Yeah, that's the knowledge. Right? So his knowledge, the power he got, and Sheikh mentioned it, knowledge is power. But you know what the real power is? The real power is how that knowledge makes you bulletproof. Mm. So if somebody talks or says something... You're able to then process it through your mind and heart and say, you know what? I'm going to forgive them like Yusuf did. That's power. Like that's the ultimate demonstration of power. Mm. People think power is putting his brothers in prison and making an example out of them. You know, mm. like on the first day of football practice or tryouts, you cut one person, right? Mm. Let him know that I'm the coach. Mm. Yusuf walks in just like the Prophet Sallallahu did on the day of Fatih, Mecca. And he says, what? This is power. Power is when you can do whatever you want to somebody. Mm. You can fire them, you can hurt them, you can do this and this, and instead you say, La alaykum al mm. There's no issue today. So that knowledge is what gave him that power. May Allah Ta'ala grant us that. A Sheikh, continue, again, please. I mean, I, don't, I know we got to get through verses. You said something deep. The knowledge that it all comes from God. Yeah. The hardship in the prison is the same. The, the God of the prison is the same Allah. That is, it, it's, mm -hmm. So it doesn't change you. Mm -mm. It's amazing. Let's keep going. The next thing he says, he says, the originator of the heavens and earth. Now, I was like, wait, what's going on in this dua? Like, first he's talking about what he has, and then all of a sudden he's, he mentions Allah, this attribute of Allah, which is that he is the originator of the cosmos. And, and 
And for a moment, just uh, allow your mind to go through the vastness of the universe, right? Just for a moment, just for 10 seconds, allow your mind to just travel through this solar. We all seen those National Geographic kind of, you know, joints, right? Mm -hmm. just, just picture that. And then all of a sudden, focus back down on you right here and your heart beating and the blessings you have, your children, your mother, your house, your, just focus on you. You are just in that vast universe. So like, to me, it's this amazing, the one who's, who's created this massive universe is so close to little bitty old me. Mm. But it, it's just to me such a profound idea, profound thought. Absolutely. So he says, You are my protector. You are my guardian. Another thing, man, we have to always remember you're only as strong as your dependence on Allah. Just remember that. You're only as strong as your dependence on Allah. You are never without need of God. You are my protector in this dunya. Now, I read something amazing. All of a sudden, the tone shifts, y'all. He's mentioning all these blessings from the world. Oh, you brought me out. Of, Allah brought me out of uh, 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 the well. He brought me out of prison. You know, he protected me when uh, Shaitan caused drama with my brothers. Then he gave me knowledge. And then all of a sudden he shifts and goes, Tawafani Musliman. Oh Allah, allow me to die as a Muslim. Allow me to die as a Muslim. I was reading something after me and you were talking and kicking it. I read something so deep, Sheikh, which was this. He said that he didn't let the blessings of this dunya block him from focusing on the greatest blessing was his relationship in the akhirah with mm. God. Like, I know all of us in our stage of life where all of our duas are dunya related. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all making dua for a better job. I want to write another book. I don't know. We all, it's all dunya related. And, but we have to remember, like, the atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirah. Don't let your focus on your worldly blessings block you from the, the thing that you truly, truly need in the completion. This is what one scholar said. What does it matter if you get all the blessings of the world, but it all ends when you die? It's nothing. Mm. But what if you went through the most trauma, drama, difficulty, but when you leave the world, you're blessed. It's mm. everything. So he said the completion of the blessings of the world is that you make dua that it continue into the akhirah. You feel me? Yeah. And so what does he say? Oh Allah, allow me to die as a Muslim. The greatest blessing. Can you share what you shared I forget the food. Oh, subhanAllah. Come yeah, on. I, do this I mean, it's going to come later in a way, yeah. though. No, I, so the, the Islam allows you to see blessings where other people can't see it. Yeah. And it's not guaranteed, right? Because like sometimes we, we fall short as well. But yeah. Islam has a constant reminder of blessings, right? So, for example, like the coffee or the food, many everybody can appreciate like a good dish if it tastes good. Uh, and then some people can appreciate like the ingredients like, oh, this tastes good because mm -hmm. they use high quality, what, whatever. Right. And then some people are like, you know what? This chef, though, has has a Michelin star. Like, that's why this is good. Mm. And then they go, oh, well, but that chef orders from this farm yep. and they're like known for having the best quality produce. And like, oh, yeah, because they grow that stuff. It's in California. And besides oat milk, they also have. <laughs> Right. Besides oat milk, they also have this, this. So people can go back like step by step by step by step and they can go all the way to like the mineral content of the water used to like irrigate the soil of the farmland. It's high in this and fluoride and that causes it to happen. And but people stop short of Allah made it happen. Allah Ta'ala says, let people look at their food. So the Muslim is the only one that is able to go down that whole route and then finish by saying, yeah, but it's Allah who did all of that. Yeah. Right? Alhamdulillah, wa saqana wa ja'alana muslimin. Thanks and praise be to the one who fed me, gave me drink, and made me Muslim. Because if he didn't make me Muslim, I wouldn't know where that food and drink even came from. Yeah. I would assume that it was the chef who did it, or that it was the produce, or that it was the soil, or that it was the, the rain, instead of me understanding that it's all from Allah, mm. right? And so the Muslim has a very special gift, mm. and that is that you know the end of the chain. You know where all blessings come from. 
that completely changes everything. Everything. It doesn't mean that you ignore the chef. Poor chef, Bichada, right? <laughs> you don't, you don't ignore. Yeah, and like. the ingredients matter and all this matters, right? We have Ihsan, but we never forget where all of this Ihsan was even possible from, Amazing. which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many of you have been sick, right? You've been sick, yeah? You guys been ever been ill before? Yes. When you're sick, sometimes your taste buds go crazy and you can't taste something normally. Yep. Ibn Ata'illah, he says that when the tongue is sick, you can't taste delicious food. It's so good, but you can't taste it. He says when the heart is sick, yep. you can't taste your iman, even though it's just as sweet, yeah. but you can't taste it, right? And I love how he made that metaphor Amazing. together because the quickest way to remember Allah is when you take a sip of something delicious or you have a bite and you say what? Alhamdulillah, yep. right? Like some of the most pious moments of my life were at a restaurant when I was hungry and the food came out. You know, the waiter came out. I yeah. was like, this is what Jannah's going to be like. Yeah. The waiter's going to come out, right? Allah it's never going to be someone else's table. It will always be my Allah table in Jannah. Allah so Allah make us amongst those. And then he says, And join me with the righteous people. Um, obviously, this is a dua. He's focusing now on his akhirah. He's gotten what he needs. Like he's been blessed in the world, mm. but now his focus is let me think about that the rest of this journey of my life where I'm going. So let my du'as and supplications start to focus on that side of the journey, not this side of the journey. That's the completion of all blessings. And you said this earlier, and I thought it was beautiful. You said that pious people, like a sign of piety is that you get to a point where you only ask Allah for more in as much as it allows you to get closer to him. Ah, yes. So you don't, you know, like you only ask Allah for more like more life, more goodness, more wealth, right? You only ask Allah for more, only in so much as it allows you to do good. If you're asking for things and you're like, but this might take me away. Yeah. Then the pious person doesn't even ask for that. The yeah, pious yeah. person says, you know what, oh Allah, if it's going to distract me from you, I don't want it. Just give me as much as I need to keep doing good. Grant me more so much as I can keep doing good. That's the trait of piety. ذَلِكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الْغَيْبِ yeah. That is from the greatest, that is from the stories of the unseen, mm. which we reveal to you. So Allah Ta'ala is telling the Prophet وسلم, now, remember, who is this being revealed to? Not to Yusuf, to the Prophet yeah. Yeah. And Shaykh, you said this, like, yeah. this is almost like a, it's like a, a healing for him, yeah. this whole story. Okay, so, so this is deep. We have to understand who's the receptacle, who's the one receiving this. And it's our beloved Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's the one taking this in. And so uh, there's another verse. A lot of times to understand one verse, you have to look at other verses in the Quran, right? So there's another verse where Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ نَقُصُ عَلَيْكَ We tell you these mm. stories. See, these stories aren't for history, man. This isn't a history book. It's not, you know, for the history of Bani Israel and the 11 brothers. That's not the purpose. What's the purpose? Mm. We tell you these stories to strengthen your heart. Like, like if you're in any sport or activity, like you look at the height of that field to gain inspiration to keep going. Whatever field it may be, right? You, you, what, like art, artists, like whoever that person is, you look to that. So the Rasul Sallallahu was going through a very difficult moment and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving him these stories so that when the pressure is on and he feels like he's alone, please, this is for you and me. When you feel like you're alone, you have to remember you're not the first one on this road. Others have walked this road, Habibi, Habibti, others have walked this road. You're not the only one. And so the prophet himself had to be told, we're telling you these stories of the ghaib, the unseen, because it's the knowledge of ghaib that is going to solve my and your problems. Ghaib means unseen. We are so focused on the, what's in front of us. Mm. It, like our connection is this unseen realm. Like right now, feel me out. There's angels in this room. I want you to focus on that for a moment. Your angels are around you. They're eating this up like, yo. No, serious, the hadith say the angels, they, this is like food for them. They're writing notes. They're, they're taking, taking notes. They're like, yo, drop it, please. But, the, but it, then the hadith says that they gather to one, uh, on top of one another all the way up to the heavens. Mm. Now, why am I going into this? To bring you out of this to like a reality beyond what you're seeing. 
One of my teachers used to say, "The I'm, I, I want to tell you about the real world." Allahu Akbar. He used to say, "This is the fake world." <laughs> Allahu Akbar. And he'd be like, "Let me tell you about the real world." And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Angels." And we're like, "What?" Yep. But that's again, like that's just that's it's almost as we grow older, we think it's childish, but maybe we've like lost subhanAllah that innocence of understanding the nature of these things. We actually only understand it when it's bad. Nazar, Ayn, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But we need to also remind ourselves of all the khair, the, 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 the from the unseen, the angels, the mm. barakah that's coming down. Yes. The Prophet Sallallahu when it rained, what would he do? He'd go outside. I love that hadith. And he would let he would let the rain he would take off his shawl and he'd let the it. rain fall on his body because rain is symbolic and directly connected to the rahmah. And he would say, this is coming straight from the heavens. Allahu Akbar. Right? So again, you could see this as being like over the top or childish, but realize that as you're driving home tonight, there's mada'ika protecting you. The Prophet ﷺ said that every person has angels guarding them. And had those angels not been there, shaitan would physically tear you to pieces. Because he hates you so much. And Allah, no, and this is every human, by the way. So even people that deny that they, these exist, Allah's like, we'll protect you too. Of course. Right? Thank me later. Mm-hmm. Right? Or hopefully thank me sooner. But you, we all have this. We need to realize the angels that sit on our shoulders. How many of us, raise your hand if you've ever about to do a bad deed and you thought the angel on your left shoulder. It helps so much, yo. Rakibun Atid. They're writing. They're like, don't do it. You're like, ah, oh, man. Right? And you look. SubhanAllah. And even in, in, in movies, I know they got it mixed up with the angel and the devil. But... Even in movies, the idea that there's that consciousness, it's connected to the unseen. So we have to not lose that. I don't want to say it's, it's childish or naive. It's not. Th- it's that reality. Purity, that purity. We, look, we can't lose look, that. Look, the thing is this. All of us, we live in this world together, man. We, 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 we experience the same thing, right? A lot, all of us in this room, same age, you know, experiencing life the same way. Um, but you need that moment. Of, okay, Sahaba, hear me out. Sahaba used to meet each other and they would say, let's sit down. Let's sit down and believe for a little bit. <laughs> yo, hold up. Yo, let's sit down yeah. and believe for a little bit. No, do you get what that means? It's like, yo, let's sit down and just talk about like heaven for a minute, yo. Yo, let's just sit down and talk about the day of judgment just for like five minutes, yo. And then we go on with our lives. But ta'al, najlis, nu'min sa'atan. Let's believe for a little bit. So like like and and then I, I know we got to move forward, but there was that one Sahaba. Mm. I'm gonna do it really quick. Go ahead. The one Sahaba's walking around. We got. To, you're the one with the event. Oh. After Mulgrim, I'm yo. good. Yo. So yo, you're good. I forgot. You're, you're good. You're you're good. About that. No, we got 20 minutes. We got All 20. right, we're we got good. 20. We're good. We can go. Uh, so dang, the Sahaba, yeah. you said this. So real quick. Yeah. You've I've heard you give this lecture. I was listening, and you went through this. That's awkward. And he's walking. <laughs> He was walking around saying, I'm a hypocrite. I'm yeah, a hypocrite. Yeah. And then Abu Bakr saw him. He's like, what's wrong? Why are you yeah. saying such Han- serious Han- thing? Yeah. He's like, oh, when I'm with the prophet, I can see Jannah. Mm. Like, I can see it. I can see hellfire. Like, it's there right before my eyes. Mm. But then when I get up and go back, I'm normal again. Mm-hmm. And Abu Bakr's like, oh, I'm like that too. I'm messed up too. Yeah. <laughs> right? So what I'm trying to say is a lot of us feel like this moment. Say you're in a moment right now. Say you're like, yo, I'm feeling it. I'm loving this. Then you leave and you're like, oh, but it's going to leave. And sometimes shaitan comes in this moment and it's like, yo, don't get too hyped. You're going to feel, it's going to go down as soon as you leave. And you know what you say to him at that moment? You're like, yup, but I'm going to be back next Monday too. Inshallah. I'm going to be back next Monday. Then what you going to do? And then Wednesday, by the way, Wednesday about to Wednesday, kick off Wednesday, inshallah, again. yeah, exactly. Yes, Wednesday jumping. Oh, We're starting Wednesday soon, inshallah. All right, I had to do a shameless plug. I had it's to. Not, of course. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so look. I'll be these are stories of the unseen that we are telling you. You weren't there when they all gathered to kill Yusuf. Why is that being said? This prophet of ours, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, did not read or write. And the Jews came and said, tell us about, you know, as a convert. I know, I know, I, I know. <laughs> you like waved me into that. No, yeah. I know you're not a convert, bro. I know. Come my on. Poor, my poor dad gets no, no credit. I know. I know you're not a convert. Yeah. I know no, that. No, I okay? didn't have that honor, subhanAllah. I know. It's an so, honor Allah didn't give me. As a convert, yeah. one of the things that was the most beautiful mm. is that it was Islam was the same but new. Uh, I knew all the stories already. Yeah, the names. I knew. and But my question was, how did Muhammad know this? Uh. And so that's what this verse says. Yeah. Like, you, O Muhammad, weren't there. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, how does he know it? And your mind answers revelation. Yes, subhanAllah. The angels are telling him this. Mm. And so that's what this verse says. It says, You, O Muhammad, weren't there. So how do you know this? 
He doesn't read, he doesn't write. When they all got together and plotted against Yusuf. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and, then, and then Allah Ta'ala says, yeah. He says that, and most people, they won't believe. Well, this is a hard one. No matter how much, O Rasulullah is speaking, harasta, no matter how much you. It's hard to tra- it's hard to translate harisun uh, alaykum. Yeah, like no matter how uh, no matter, desirous you yeah, are no matter how much for you, their good. No matter how much you are you're you're trying so hard. Yearning. When I'll, yeah, yearning, very good. When 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 Allah described the prophet he says harisun alaykum wabil mu'minin ra'ufur rahim that mm. he basically can't sleep. You know when you're so excited you're tossing and turning? Mm. That's how the prophet sallallahu was about giving dawah. Yes. He was like literally unable to sleep because he was like I can't wait to go meet with so-and-so. I can't wait to go meet with such and such person. And so Allah is giving the Prophet some very interesting but very like sobering information. He's yeah. saying that, you know, yes. It's not about who you love, right? Allah is going to guide whoever he wills. This story is hitting the Prophet in the most, one of the most top three difficult moments in his life. And one of the things that's causing him pain is not his physical pain, but the fact that people are rejecting Allah. Like, he's yeah. almost like, yeah. reject me, I don't care. Yes, exactly. He's like, it's not about me. He's saying, I can't deal with the fact that these are my, my neighbors, my cousins, my tribesmen, my, my fellows, and I'm seeing them, and they, and they trusted me up until just a few years ago. And then ever since then, it's been downhill. As soon as I started saying that Allah is one and we need to worship Him and not these idols, they started ignoring me, harassing me, torturing yeah. me. And worst of all is that they denied, bluntly denied, flat in my face, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is their Lord. And so this was causing him so much pain. Allah ta'ala, basically, you know, this is like ripping the band-aid off. Mm. You know, telling the Prophet, and this shows you how much he loves you, man. Mm. Like literally it caused him pain. SubhanAllah. Allah ta'ala described him as being unable to sleep. You know, he's crying and Aisha is asking him, why are you crying? And he says, ummati, ummati. Like literally, right? I'll, I'll give you a secret, subhanAllah. One of the things that I do when I, when I want to stop myself from making a mistake is I think of the Prophet Because I don't know how I'm going to explain it to him on the Day of Judgment. Like, you prayed so much for me and then I just forgot about you and did exactly what I wanted to do. Right? I mean, you know, like, you look at the face of your parents after a long day of work. You look at your, your, your spouse. You look at all these things and... Even though you might have something different inside, you're able to give it up because of the sacrifice you know someone did for you, right? So when Allah speaks to the Prophet like this, although it's a factual statement, it's a very emotional statement for us. Because we realize that amongst some of the people that we are connected to, like we ask Allah not to make us amongst these people. He says, Most people are not going to believe no matter how keen you are, bimu'minin, on them entering into faith. SubhanAllah, may Allah Ta'ala protect us. Yeah, and, and by the way, real quick on this verse, like after being told this, he still gave it his utmost. Yeah, SubhanAllah. He still gave, ev- left no stone unturned in calling people because um, that was his responsibility. We yeah. aren't responsible for outcomes. We're responsible for just doing what we've been commanded and, to do. And look, SubhanAllah, وَمَا تَسْأَلُهُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ أَجْرٍ that even though when you talk to people about Islam, you're not asking for anything. Yeah. He's not like, hey, uh, you know, I just gave you uh, hidayah and like eternal salvation, like pay up. Yep. You know, no, he's just doing it for their own benefit. And then he says, in huwa illa This is only for the remembrance and the reminder of all of the worlds that everybody would be able to at some point, some, some way remember their purpose and the fact that Allah Ta'ala created them. No one does this for any of any personal gain. Then Allah Ta'ala says, think about these people that reject, right? Still talking about those, the rejection, the rejection. And again, I don't want to otherize them because we all have our yes. phases, right? Yes. Allah Ta'ala says, and how many signs in the heavens and in the earth do they pass by completely indifferent, completely indifferent. And this is what we were talking about with the food. Like you see a sunset and somebody says, wow, but we say subhanAllah. Right? You, and, and, and how many blessings in your life? And this is a huge point. These miracles are happening to you every day. Allah, again, giving us the, the news from the ghaib, 
Allah performs miracles for us every single day, right? Sheikh, have you ever like caught a green light that you normally miss because it's red? Yeah. And you were running late somewhere? Have you ever were ever running late for a flight and somehow, some way you got in and someone pulled you into the priority line? You ever like barely miss getting hit by a car? You ever go to the doctor and like your kid was sick and like they were like, if you brought them in a day later, this could have been an ER trip. Mm. All of those like really, really close calls. Mm. They're miracles, right? Amazing. Are yes. they miracles? 100%. 100%. So how, so how then can we train ourselves to be more observant of these miracles every day? Can I say how? Sure. Y'all heard me That's say this again. That's why I asked again. you. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was a rhetorical question. No, no, no. No, I'm asking you. We need to become children again when it comes to the, um, like what Allah has created. Mm. Become children again. Become amazed again. Like some of us have just grown up so fast that there's nothing left that's am You know when kids get to like 14, 15 and nothing impresses them anymore? God, worse. And you're like, yo, you, like, never mind. I'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but None like, of them are like, here. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. your little brother. Yeah, I'd be like, nothing's cool anymore. Like nothing. Like we just literally like went to a, like a, a football game. Like we watched the Dallas Cowboys, and he's like, yeah, lame. You're like, yeah. dude, you're lame. Yeah. Like, yo, what I'm trying to say is, how many signs? The word is ayah, mm. signs, in the heavens and earth that they walk past. All I'm gonna ask you to do is when you walk out, just think every step you're taking. You're walking past the sign of God. Some of us are like, oh, I'm having doubts today. And Allah's like, like, I put signs everywhere. 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 And some of you are like specialists in certain areas of life that if we called you up to the stage right now, you would give the most impressive lecture on like some amazing aspects of things that we pass by all Bi the time. Biochemistry right here. Like, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Literally, like, come on, she'd be like, yeah, by the way, in the air, you know, his skin right now, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. like, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The, the point we're trying to make is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this verse is heavy, and what you have to do, what I have to do, is, is, is as we're walking, like, stop treating the mundane as mundane. The mundane is what is actually sacred. It's sacred, that tree that you walk past that is, that, that is providing oxygen and you, you, all the stuff we studied in like seventh grade. Sheikh Hussain Sattar, you know Sheikh Hussain, he, he said one time in his halaqa, we were in Chicago and he said, um, he speaks very softly, but he says really amazing things and he says that, you know, you drive on the highway and you see billboards that are advertising and he goes, and you look at that billboard and in between the two billboards that you drove, there were millions of advertisements <laughs> Allah, for Allah, Allah in the blades of grass, Allah. in the leaves on the trees, in the trees themselves, in the clouds in the sky. And he says that you were so focused on whatever advertisement was in front of you that you literally forgot about the advertisements that Allah Ta'ala put. Advertisement is a bad translation. The signs. It's a sign. The si you're looking at the big signs and you're forgetting the millions of and, signs. And the reason between. I said become a child again, because the children are still amazed at things. Mm. And y'all heard me say this before. Become amazed again at, at stuff that I, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. It's like when Qasim asked me, he's like, dad, does rain come from clouds? I'm like, yeah. He's like, how is that much rain hanging in the air? I'm like, uh, it, yeah, right? And he's like, subhanAllah. And I was like, yeah, subhanAllah. Like, how did I forget rain is such an amazing thing? I had that moment when I was flying because we were above the clouds and then we were right next to the clouds and I was looking at them and I just stared and I said, subhanAllah, like the layers of the sky because then it was about Asr time and the sky went from, you know, blue to like yellow to gold to like dark. And I was looking at all of it and I was eye level with it. And, and, you know, I was just there and then, the girl next to me is like, so where are you going? And I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm in a moment uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, I, was, I was like, a I'm high. going to heaven. I'm had, going to heaven. <laughs> I had like a howl. I'm going then, back to Allah. Yo. And, then, and then Brittany was so, like. So, <laughs> so, so well, my, this next verse, this yeah. next verse, let me do this one. We just talked about passing by the signs and most of us turn away from them. We don't want to look at them. The word used is we avoid them. Yeah. Why? Because they remind us of God. So and I don't want to think about God right now. I got tons of things I'm trying to do right now. Mm. Like, please, I barely got to heart work today. Like, I don't want to see more signs, right? <laughs> so, no, that's all of us. Yeah, yeah. It's like when we see that ad that pops up on YouTube for like some humanity or humanitarian thing yeah. right between. We're like, oh, my God, worst timing. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So, so similarly, signs, we try to like run from them. We don't want to see them because they remind us of reality. Mm. But 
he's, Allah is telling us so many signs you're passing away and you're avoiding them. All I want to say is confront it. Look at it. Allow that sign to take you where it's going to take you, even if it's only for 30 seconds. Stop and smell the roses. That's right? it. Next verse, 106. Go ahead. Most people do not see the signs of God except that they attribute it to someone else. Mm. This is exactly what he was saying about the cook in the food. Everyone appreciates the good food, but the believer is the one that no matter how many amazing steps were in between, they arrive back at Allah. Now, I'll say this. Some people can be very simple and arrive at Allah, but some people can have the highest like academic knowledge and still arrive back at Allah. Mm. You get what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, like the food example, you take a very simple person that wasn't very highly educated, they, they can take it back to Allah, mm. right? But then you take someone that's extremely educated and studied like economics or life cycles or whatever, yeah. they too can be like, you know what? You know what this grain of rice had to go through to get to us, supply yeah. chain, this, that, whatever? And they're like, subhanAllah. They have more pixels, that's it. Wow. The simple person has less pixels, but they're still there. Allahu Akbar. Yeah. Amazing. The next verse. He says, He says, sorry, says, Do you really feel, do these people that are confident to reject Allah and go about their day and, and, and just you know, constantly forget Allah, he says, do they really feel safe? Do they feel like safe and secure that they won't be overtaken by the overwhelming punishment from Allah? And that the hour some, somehow won't like shock, come across them. They're not going to experience the hour. By the way, the Prophet said everyone's death is their own day of judgment. Yep, exactly. So then a exactly. lot of people are like, as long as I die before the day of judgment, right? And people then build the message for me somewhere, I'm good. No, everyone's death is their own day of judgment. Or the hour will not take them by surprise when they least expect it. This hour being is referred to, it can be mouth. It can be your death. And, and how many, I don't have to go deep into this. And I know that there's a lot in the Roots community specifically in Dallas, how many deaths of people that we least expected, people that we're friends with, that we're families with, people that we saw in this room. It's and we crazy. woke up one day and Allah we saw their picture on Instagram. And it looked a little odd. And then underneath the caption said, what, what a wonderful person. We will miss him. We will miss her. And you're like, there's no way. The last death that I saw, subhanAllah, that was a close friend of mine here, I literally called someone and said, this is a bad joke. I don't believe this. And they said, it's absolutely true. Mm. He's gone. And I was just stunned. I couldn't think. I couldn't eat. I couldn't. Again, just Allah has his time for everybody. No one should feel confident. No one should feel confident that they're not going to be overtaken, that they're not going to be stopped dead in their tracks mm. one day. And so you don't have time to waste. We really don't. Right? Next ayah, Sheikh. Qul, the prophet is being told, say this. Hadihi. This way of life, looking at the signs of God, talking about the blessings of God, conscious that I could leave any moment. This is my way. Mm. This is me. A lot of us got to learn how to say that. Like, yo, this is me. This, I'm a Muslim, yo. M-U-S-L-I-M. Mm -hmm. I'm so blessed. Yo, my kids are into that right now. I'm yeah. loving it, yo. I'm loving it. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay. Yeah. Like, say that proudly. Mm. This is my wave. This is me. This is who I am. What do I do? And I'm, I'm going to just speak, like, sisters repping Islam all day. Calling to Allah. Calling to Allah. Just your presence. You walk in the room and they're like, people remember Akhirah. People remember Allah. People remember Islam. I call to God. That was the prophet's mission. I want to call people to healing. Mm. I want to call people away from what pulls them down. Mm -hmm. Addictions that destroy the soul and nafs. I'm calling you to Allah. Ala basira. I'm calling, what was the word we were using? Basiratan. Uh, with, with, with deep, inner sight. Inner sight of the yeah. heart. Yeah. Ana, I'm calling tabani and my crew. That's me and you. That's us. The prophet is saying, this is our way. I'm calling to this way, me and those who follow me. So that means us too. Now listen, I know everyone in here isn't equipped for giving da'wah. And by the way, everyone should not give da'wah. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to know what... Academic da'wah. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm, I was about to get there. Okay, sorry. So, so walking up to like... I got there for you just like your car does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dang. 
dang, this brother. I can go. See, 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 y'all don't know. I'm a nice dude. See, so I don't roast people because then they gonna get hurt. Like feelings hurt. <laughs> you had yours before me, dude. <laughs> Brother, it's just okay. Doing, it's just doing your I live over in like Richardson. I mean, be like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, I ain't trying to hate on Rich. I love Richardson. All right, <laughs> just saying. People get up and leave. And upset. <laughs> okay, real quick. So, what I meant by Dawa? Yes. Like, like, like. There's a way to give Dawa. Sometimes mm. it's passive. Sometimes it's a clock. Yes. Sometimes I remember when I first converted, and we were in the inner city, like inner city, not in like suburbs, right? Yeah. I would just walk up to heads and be like, yo, like. What's your purpose in life? <laughs> now, you can't do that in, like, Frisco or somewhere. He's <laughs> like, uh, my 401k is looking yeah. strong. Yeah. No, I, and, and I used to be able to have deep conversations yeah, with people, yeah, right? So you got to know, again, emotional intelligence. Yes. But I know a lot of inner city, like, I know in a lot of inner cities, African-Americans are accepting Islam in droves. And them. people are just walking up like, yo, why you ain't Muslim yet? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. All right, let's go. Like that. Now, yeah. you can't do that everywhere. Actually, I already get it. I'll tell you a story. I was a chaplain at the University of Tennessee, and I was giving shahada to this girl, very much like a, a Brittany that I referenced earlier. Mm -hmm. And and no, no, seriously. I got you. I got and you. I'll, and I'll be really real with you. And she sat with me, and I gave her shahada, and then she started crying. And I was like, oh, you know, this is emotional. Like, I, you know, we're here for you. And, and, and I was being very, you know, obviously consoling her. And then she said, no, you don't, you don't know why I'm crying. I said, why? She goes, you don't know how many of people like me there are out there. And I looked, and I was like, and... I was just like shocked. She's like, I'm not, I'm not abnormal. Mm. She goes, a lot of my friends talk about why are we here? Mm. And she goes, I, I just found Islam, but she goes, you're going to see a lot of us coming. Straight up. And I was just kind of like, dang, straight up, Brittany, and, you know, and, dropping it. And, and Allah says, yeah. Allah says it. Yeah. If you, if we want it, we could get rid of you and we'll bring people that will replace you. Listen, yo, the seat's going to fill. Yeah. The mush is going to fill. The question is, is you going to be there? SubhanAllah. Well, it's a nice no, you're not feeling me. The mm. stuffs will fill. Some of us feel like I'm going to get the mush back. I ain't showing up. You ain't getting nobody back. For real. People yeah. accepting Islam day in and out. Yeah, SubhanAllah. That stuff, your spot is just getting taken. Like, get in where you fit in quick, man, because people are accepting Islam, and Allah is allowing those who want this deen to take this deen. Now, I'm not patronizing at all. No, no, I no. just want you to maybe for a moment think about what you, because when other people are, like, in line for something, we always like, maybe I should get in line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, there's a line, and you're like, wait, maybe I need a new iPhone, when you really didn't need one. Yeah. But everyone's in line for it. So that's what I'm trying to create with inside you right now is, like, there's a line, right? Like, people are lining up yeah. for this, and... And, and, and you're blessed. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all. So the last verse you mentioned, Sheikh, we talked about how the Prophet Sallallahu said, no, it's okay, here we go. The Prophet Sallallahu said that, sabili. this is my way. Now, sometimes we talked about this earlier. There's a, there's a way in which people feel, uh, you know, disenfranchised or they, they, that, that minority yeah, social sure. position takes over. No doubt. So then we talked about this verse, and this is an interesting verse. It's a tough verse. <laughs> he says that we only sent before you people that were inspired by us, men, prophets, who were inspired by us from among the people of each society. These are people that knew how to speak to each other. Have the deniers not traveled, those people who reject, he says, have they not traveled across the world and seen, right? Allah Ta'ala says, one of the signs that Sheikh mentioned this earlier is so amazing. <laughs> he said, you know, like we're digging up all these like old fossils and like remains of previous generations. He said, one of the reasons why Allah allows people to just be buried and then their bones remain and things like that. Like for, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago is so that you see the inevitable reality that you're going to be like that. Yeah. That's going to be you. And if you're not on the right side of things, yeah. then it could be a, 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 an ending that leads to a punishment or caused by a punishment. Yeah. So I, I love this. I love this. So there's the, all these verses that say travel through the land and look how Allah dealt with such and such people. Mm. There's all these verses like throughout the whole Quran. And for me, I remember being in like eighth grade, you know, whatever. And we would be studying these ancient civilizations and we get to the end of the chapter and it's just like, yeah, they just kind of disappeared. I'm like, well, hold up. What? Like, huh? <laughs> they just kind of went away. They were kind of just wiped out. Yeah. This, that. And the reason I say that is I was telling you like, I, I don't, it's too deep, but like, we're very like 
young. Remember that conversation? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, we don't. America's like 200 something years old. Yeah, this is a long conversation. We can't open this can of worms. But the point of these verses is like, look at the number of civilizations that have come and gone before you Mm. and realize that you're a blip on the timeline. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with that short bit of time that you have? Mm. Like, you're. Look at all of those nations that came before. Pompeii, this, that, and the third. Genghis Khan came through and wiped out Muslims. Gone. Finished. Mm. Right? Uh, but just throughout, Allah is saying, look at previous civilizations and figure out where you're going to be. Uh, like, uh, what's your relationship? Are you going to be on the side of, of, of the believers or the side of those who you know, don't end in, in the Funny right way? Funny story. So I see a lot of people posting these aesthetic uh, Arabic, you know, Arabic is the new like romantic language online, mm. and so they'll post FLM Yasiru fil Ard, and it's like a picture of like Mykonos in Greece or whatever. Okay, okay. And they're like, "Have you not traveled the earth?" And I was like, "Fayanduru kaifa kana akhir." Like the I verse finish. is about people getting destroyed, but okay, uh, let's keep going, right? Uh, can I add one thing real yeah, quick? Yeah, sure. Okay, so one thing it says we sent prophets that were from Ahlul Qura, mm. and it was very interesting side point where one of the the scholars they said all of the prophets were people who were from the city almost, mm. right? Because they sorry, understood sorry. people. Got to apologize to Denton. You know. <laughs> so like if you're from the sticks, yo, whatever, <laughs> but you wouldn't qualify. But it was interesting because like, you know people mm. and their job was to connect with people. And so I just thought that was an interesting perspective on that verse. So then Allah says, that Allah Ta'ala says that. And when the messengers then, there was a point where the messengers looked at their people, these people that were rejecting, that were walking by and forgetting and neglecting Allah. And those messengers started to actually, despair is a bad word. I don't like that translation. They started to lose hope in those people. Like what is going to happen? You know, the story mm-hmm. of Yunus Alayhi when he, his people rejected him and he said, I'm out, you know, yeah. and they, they reach a point where they're like, what is going on? Are these people not going to accept and then the people then at the same time are looking back at the prophets when they're going through all this difficulty. Their followers are saying, where's the help of Allah? Yeah. So there's this like state of almost like confusion. Some, some of the prophets are looking at their people saying, why aren't they listening? Look at the prophet Sallallahu with people of Ta'if. Why aren't you listening? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And then you have the prophet Sallallahu going back from Ta'if to Mecca and all the Muslims are like, Mata Nasrullah. Like, where's the help of Allah? Yeah. And there's this state of just like, there's this thickness almost of confusion in the air. And Allah Ta'ala says what? That our help came to them at last. Our help then came to them. Whoever we wanted to save, we did. And our punishment can never be avoided when it comes to people who are wicked. This is a, a, a Allah Ta'ala will oftentimes take people to the lengths and strengths of their abilities yeah. before he provides for them a way out. A spotter, man. Spotter. Yeah. The best spotter is the one who's not grabbing the bar too early, but also doesn't let it fall on your head. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best spotter. You're gonna push me to my absolute limit so I grow. And and and, and, I, and don't take a sound bite and post it that he called Allah a spotter, mm-hmm. right? But my point is Allah is, 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 is helping us grow mature and spiritually, right? And so sometimes those difficulties will push us right to that edge. But you got to be patient. We got to get through it. And then Allah finishes beautifully by saying, mm. That in these stories, there is a lesson. But not for everybody. Not everyone's going to get it. For people who are reasonable, who think, who use the minds that Allah Ta'ala gave them. That this story, these, this revelation, is not something new. It's not something that's fabricated. The Prophet is not making this up. These is responding directly to those people that are challenging him. He says, Walakin, rather, this is exactly confirming what you have. If you look in your book and what's here, you're gonna find it's like Sheikh said, it's it's familiar, but it's just newer. It's new. Right? And what tafsil kulli shayin. Yes. It is a detailed explanation of everything that you're looking to know. Whatever mm. question you had, the Quran is giving you that explanation. Wahudan wa rahmatan. I know some convert yu'minu. brothers, convert brothers, like you know, from the city, right? All right. Uh, they would play this game. Okay, I'm sorry. They would open the Quran. Trivia. They would they would say let's let's do it, yo, let's do it. I'm like, do what? They were like, all right. Just flip through the Quran and just stop wherever you want. And I guarantee the verse is talking about you. 
right? And so they all be like, all right, let's do it, let's do it. Do a little flip through, and they were like, oh, yo, that's that's me. That's it was so beautiful because <laughs> what you said, tafsir kulleshe. Yeah. Like everything you need about your heart, your soul, where you're going. Look, main questions: Who are you? Mm. Where are you from? Where are you going? Quran's got you. Subhanallah. And that's what you need that reminder of: Who are you? Where are you from? And where are you going? Yep. As long as you keep that reminder, you'll stay on track. Subhanallah. That's why Allah Taala says, "Wahudan wa rahmatan yu'minun." This book is two things. Well, three things, really. It explains all the details. It is guidance and it is mercy. But again, not for everybody. You see, the Quran is available for everybody, but not everybody is available for the Quran. It's the reality, right? Like, I hate to be... Sheikh would, Sheikh would destroy me if you heard me say that in person. Because mm -hmm. Sheikh doesn't like when... Sheikh of the Nasser. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, <laughs> we do those... This, that, the that, flips. This. Yeah, yeah, those flips. But really, it's true. Allah made the Quran accessible to everybody, but you have to actually make your heart accessible to it. How do you make your heart accessible to the mercy that's present? Is you have to have that iman. Your iman is going to unlock the keys of guidance that you're looking for. Daniel Pipes knows Arabic grammar better than anyone in this room. Daniel Pipes. And his life is spent trying to use Quran to disprove Islam. Right? And, and, and he's obviously uh, uh, failing at it, right? He used to be a lot more popular than he is now because he's failing at it. But the point being is that what's the difference between him and us? We all are reading the same lines. Our, our hearts, alhamdulillah, are open to it. Whereas his, for some reason, what Allah knows best is not. So we ask Allah to keep our hearts open to this book. We ask Allah Ta'ala to purify our hearts. We ask Allah Ta'ala to never take away iman from us. And to allow us to always be people that are benefited by this book because of the iman he gave us. We ask Allah Ta'ala to make us able to bear patiently with our struggles. We ask Allah Ta'ala to allow us to be able to be strong enough and courageous enough to be able to handle the waves that crash upon us. We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to give us the perseverance and the beauty and the, and, and the fortitude to be able to handle all the challenges that life puts in our way. We ask Allah Ta'ala, we know that Allah does not put anything in our path except that we can handle it. We ask Allah Ta'ala to make us confident that we can handle it and to give us the ability and the grace to handle everything that we have in front of us. We ask Allah Ta'ala to bless everybody in this room and everybody listening online and everyone who's listening on the recording and anyone who wanted to be here but couldn't, we ask you, O oh Allah, to bless them with barakah in their health and in their family, and in their wealth. And we ask Allah Ta'ala to bless everybody with strong iman and a close connection to the Prophet We ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala to give us all the lessons of the surah, even the ones that we couldn't even uncover. Oh Allah, put those lessons in our heart. Allow us to realize the wisdom of your words, even if we were not able to do it justice, which we weren't, Ya Allah. Oh Allah, allow us to fall in love with your book. Allow your book to be rahmah for us and guidance for us and allow your book to be the thing that explains everything for us so that we can always live our lives on the straight path, your path, the path of Sirat al-Mustaqeem. Oh Allah, allow us to enter into paradise Amen. by the hand of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ameen, Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.